You're listening to a podcast, The Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Jose Rodriguez. Now, you know, this past week, uh, we hosted Emmeline's cousin. Yeah, you told me. Emmeline's cousin is a diver for the Puerto Rican national team, and he's going to be competing in Colombia for the Central American and Caribbean Games, which is like the, the Summer Olympics, uh, but for us. And, you know, you always want to help our family. Correct. And, you know, and Emmeline said, look, you might need a place to stay. And, you know, your first impulse is to be like, of course, claro. But hosting somebody is not as easy as you think. Like letting them stay with you is never easy because you got to watch out for them. Right. You got to make sure they eat. You got to make sure they're good. Right. Like I'm not even good to do that for myself. Like, <laughs> sometimes I forget to, to eat. I'll skip a meal. But when you got somebody staying with you, you got to be like, hey, you hungry? Get a comer. Hey, you comfortable? You don't want the AC lower. You know, you don't know. You got to make sure. Do you guys have an AC battle? Because I know you like the house not to be cold. Right. No, I like my uh, my AC like at room temperature. You know, I like things like, you know, warm. You know what I mean? I don't like, you know, too cold. But Emily's like, I want it cold, you know, and we got to guess. So, right. we, you know, we got to keep him cool. Right. So now I have to go cooler than normal. You know what I mean? Right. So it was I mean, it was stressful, but I'm glad I did it. It felt good to. To do something nice for family. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I like to think that I'm I'm always here to help. You understand? Like, if you knock on my door, I'm going to open it. Okay? I'm just not going to tell you where I live. Does that make <laughs> You got to find me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, if you find me and you knock on my door, I welcome you in. You know? Right. You, you know, tiene frío, yo te caliento. You know, tiene calor, yo te enfrío. Tiene hambre, I'll feed you. I'm just not going to put my address out there. You understand? Right. I mean, you know... <laughs> Family first, but I'm not going to like start calling people and inviting them over. I, I actually hosted my niece when I was in my early 20s. She came over and spent the entire summer with me to go to summer camp. How old is she? Back then, she was six. Oh. Yeah. And I don't have any kids. So that was uh, parenting 101 instantly yeah. for me. Yeah. And I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready to tell somebody, oye, te bañaste. Did you eat? Eat it all. Make sure you take a shower. And if they don't eat it, you know, okay, well, what do you like? Or what can I get you? You know, uh, first of all, she was a girl, too. So it's like having to deal with a girl at Ooh. six years old. I was like, yeah. ah, I don't know all these things. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's when she's in the bathroom and you're like, all right, just make sure you do everything. Yep. Just don't don't come out until you're fully dressed. If you're really dirty, just jump in the shower. Yep. If you need any help, just figure it out. Yep. I'm, I'm out here. Okay. If you don't need me. Yep, please don't need me for anything. At all. While he was here, I had a chance to interview him about his stay and about his upcoming uh, competition. Nice. Let's take a listen. And I'm here with Eric Correa, Emmeline's cousin, who is a diver for the Puerto Rican national team, right? Yep. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks. Now, Eric, you're currently training for the Central American and Caribbean Games, the 2018 Games, correct? Yeah. Uh, how many uh, members in the Puerto Rican national team? I heard that they're taking over 300. Wow. Um, but that includes like staff and coaching. Yeah, there'd, there'd be a lot of coaches. Yeah. Because I know I'd, I'd want to go just as a coach. Right. Just to go to Colombia. It's in Colombia, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why not? It's a free trip, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, somebody's got to hold the water and the towels <laughs> and the bags. So tell me um, what you're expected to do as a diver for the Puerto Rican national team. Well, for me, this is... um all for experience so this whole national team thing is uh relatively new to me um so i'm just going just for experience just to try my best so are you purposely lowering the bar so that you don't create 
too much too much expectations. In other words, it sounds like you're just saying, look, I'm just going there to have fun. I'm there to have a good time. Uh, but I think Puerto Rico is kind of wanting you to have more than fun. I think Puerto Rico is expecting a medal. Well, like as a diver, you don't compete for like a team. Um, it's just you. And when I compete individually, just in any competition, um, I just zone everything out and focus on myself. Um, if a dive goes well, great. And then if you don't do well on a dive, then you just move on. But if you do well and you win gold <laughs> and the Puerto Rican flag goes up and the, and the national anthem is playing, you're not going to be like, oh, yeah, that. Oh, sure, that's a bonus. That's like what you work for, right? Oh, that'd be, a, yeah, that'd be amazing. But I mean, you don't want to put that out there because then people are going to be like, oh, you didn't meddle? What happened? Yeah. Okay. Because, so, like, I'm just hoping to be as consistent as possible. But let's talk about diving because diving uh, sounds simple, right? We all do it when we're at the pool, right, where we dive. But you take it to a whole nother level. So tell me uh, some of the dives that you're going to be doing uh, this summer at the Central American and Caribbean Games. So, um, I have six dives, three, uh, voluntaries and three optionals. Um, so that basically means three easy dives and then three very hard dives. Okay. Um, the three voluntaries are just a, a back dive and then a simple twister and then a front one and a half somersault. Right. You, when you say simple twister, it's simple for you. Yeah. Not for the regular human being. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Would be like an impossible dive. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. And then when we move into our optionals, um, the difficulty escalates very quickly. So our first dive is going to be front three and a half, which is actually a relatively new dive for me. I've never competed it. Front three and a half is short for something impossible. What what is it? Yeah, you spin forward three and a half times. Now, are you counting this when you're in the air? Do you go one, two? So it basically depends on the diver. So for me, I don't really see anything in my dives when I spin forwards. So a lot of it is air sense, which I get from gymnastics. But when I spin backwards, I see everything. I see. That's that's awesome because my eyes would always be closed. So it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, a lot that, of people like yeah. when they dive. Um, I mean, I I know some divers that have their eyes closed when they dive. Yeah, I usually close my eyes uh, when I pray because that's what I would be doing. I <laughs> I'd be closing my eyes and praying uh, that I that I don't die. Yeah. Because I mean, it, it it can get dangerous. Yeah, I've hit the board a few times. I've hit my feet. I've been close to my head. That's crazy. Has anybody been like knocked unconscious underwater? When you smack from 10 meter, uh, yeah, people do knock out. People do, uh, what's the word? They get the wind knocked out of them. When you say 10 meter, that's a 10 meter platform. That's the like that's the, the really high, the highest level. Yeah, that's the highest level. Which is about 32 feet. Yeah. That's really high. That's like three stories. See, I, I always knew it was dangerous, but now it's crazy. <laughs> what other dives will you be doing this summer uh, for, for Team Puerto Rico? So I have this dive called the Full Out. That's a two and a half somersaults spinning forward. But in when you're in the second flip, you come out of the dive and you do a full twist. That's like one of the most complicated dives. Yeah, because all this has to be done like in what, two seconds? The whole thing takes like a, a second and it a half or like something? It takes like a second. So, yeah, because you, you're, you're making it seem like, uh, like a meeting. Like, yeah. okay, after the second item on the agenda, <laughs> we're going to break for coffee. We're going to do a somersault. And that <laughs> the things happen like in two seconds, right? Yeah. You say that's called the full out? Yeah. See, the full out sounds like uh, what you would call the belly flop. Yeah, I've you, seen a lot of people belly flop on it and get lost in the dive. Oh, that's and, so. Yeah. So the full out is basically the belly flop if not done correctly. Yeah. Do any divers perform the uh, cannonball? No, it's not a. You sure? Yeah. Cannonball is an exciting dive. Yeah. Have you ever tried it? No. Now, see? <laughs> Actually. Uh -huh. 
See, it's complicated. You got to hold the knee up just up just enough, right? <laughs> just high enough, and then you have to land just right to splash uh, to have the most maximum effect. Yeah, I've done a a more complicated version of that. Oh, two knees. <laughs> two knees would be more complicated because I only do one knee. Because two knees is just asking. You do me, one knee. I that, just do one knee. That's called the can opener. Oh, it is. Yeah. So all these years, two knees. And all then... these years, I thought I was I was doing the cannonball <laughs> and I was doing the can opener. Great. So that's why people would laugh at me when I go, "How'd you like that cannonball?" They'd be like, "You only splash half the pool." <laughs> uh, so so there's a there's a version more complicated than the cannonball. Yeah. What? Like it's just it's uh some people call it the watermelon. So basically you do like a front dive and then right before you hit the water, you tuck your knees. So it almost looks like an upside down cannonball. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. But that's like when we're just messing around. That's not messing around. That That's suicide. That's a kamikaze. <laughs> that, that that should be called a kamikaze. So instead of diving with your hands uh, uh, in front of you, right, you bring your hands down and you tuck your knees in. Yeah. So you're diving literally head first. Yeah. That's a kamikaze, my friend. Okay, so how much water have you swallowed? None. None. How much water has gone up your nose? None. None. No. How much water has gone in your eyes? None. I don't understand that. Why well, I'm in the pool for five minutes. I'm swallowing a gallon of water. I, I got all this water up my nose. My eyes are red. What am I doing wrong? Well, for me, like I know a lot of people like are afraid to like go in the water without plugging their nose, especially if they go like upside down. Yes. Um, you see a lot of that. Yeah. So what I do is like I go in the water and I just blow out of my nose. Yeah, I just see that's that's key because see I go in the water and I panic. Yeah. Yeah. See that's what differentiates uh, you and I. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> when I'm in the water, I'm trying to survive. So I guess water gets in everywhere. Yeah. But you just blow. You have all these techniques. Uh, that I certainly don't have, which is why if I went to the Central American Caribbean Games, I'd probably be uh, holding your towel. Yeah. So best of luck, Eric, uh, in this summer's games, and you will come back with a medal. Hopefully, yes. Please. Gonna... Let's think positively. You never right. know. Let's put it out there. Yeah. You know what I what I heard from Eric or what I felt was that he's very humble. He's yeah. a humble athlete. Yeah. And to me, most athletes usually at that level are usually pretty cocky. Well, he I think he's confident. He's just quietly confident. And it's like we talked about. He doesn't want to get the expectations too high. Right. Because then, you know, it's so competitive that if he doesn't medal, people will be disappointed. Right. And it is quite an achievement just to be able to die for the Puerto Rican national team. That's yeah, incredible. Just to make the squad. Yeah, that's an incredible achievement. So, but yeah, as as a person, he's incredibly humble. He's a great guy. He really is. So we're definitely rooting for him. That's awesome. And you know how he talked about the watermelon dive? Yes. I actually think I invented that when I was ten years old. Oh, oh, you did? I did. Growing up in Dominican Republic, we I was on the swim team, and we actually would do dives too. We didn't have a dive team, but we would dive. And I went up for a, the jackknife dive, which is when you jump up, touch your toes, and come straight down. But on the way down, I got scared. Uh-huh. And I like turned how he said, brought my knees up and this big explosion of water happened. So you invented the watermelon by accident. By getting scared. Okay. So you meant to do the jackknife. Yes. You panicked and then you created the watermelon. Yes. Okay. Which ended up creating the big splash you did not want with the jackknife. Correct. So suddenly you went from trying to dive correctly to, to trying to dive as incorrectly as possible. And that ended my diving career. Why? I was done after it was I make a splash every time because yeah. I found that funny. I was like, what's the point in going in with no splash if I can make a huge splash? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why disappear into the water when I can make the water come out and splash everybody? Exactly. And be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
No, I think you should have been a diver <laughs> because I, I would I would have wanted to watch the judge's reaction. Este muchachito está... Esto es de verdad. ¿Qué está haciendo este muchachito? All right, let's see the judge's scores. Zero, zero, zero. Uh, can I do it again? No, no, no. Ya, te, ya, ya acabaste. Ya oh, acabaste. Okay. No, I can do it again. No, no. I can make more splash. I can make it bigger. No, no, ya acabaste. Seriously, we've got we've to gotta dry the whole deck porque está, this, whole, this whole pool is flooded. See, we got to keep the water inside the pool, Jose. Oh, okay. 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 My bad. <laughs> Grab a mop. Grab a mop. <laughs> you imagine the interview? Like, you know, the, the, the sportscaster the comes up. interview? Yeah, yeah. So, Jose, um, yeah, your yeah. first dive. I know. It was uh, amazing. You chose to go with the watermelon. I did. Interesting. Uh, you could have chosen a lot of other dives. Yep. A lot of more mainstream dives, if you will. Uh, why the watermelon? Uh, I just, I see every diver that goes in, and when they hit that water, they make no splash. Yeah, that's kind of the point of diving. That's maybe why they get high scores. And that's what I thought to myself, too. I'm like, now, if they make no splash mm. and they get tens and nines, what if I make so much splash that the water gets the guests wet? I should be above the charts. Yeah, you got the judges wet. Yes, I should have gotten high marks. Ah, All right. Well, thank you so much, Jose. And uh, I don't think we'll be seeing you in the next Olympic Games. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So you know I've talked pet peeves here before on the podcast. We both have. Yes. If something bothers us, we're just going to come out and say it. And then we're going to do it to each other later on. Absolutely. That's the whole point. <laughs> exactly. That's the whole point of confessing your pet peeve to your best friend is you're just exposing and making yourself more, more vulnerable. vulnerable. Yeah. So here goes another one. I cannot stand it when I hold open a door and they don't say thank you. Right. They just walk right in. Just walk right in like he should have held the door for me. Like, okay. I feel like that's what they're telling me. It's like, yep, I see me more. That was your job? Yeah. I don't work here. This isn't my job. And this just happened? It happened the other day at the bank. I was leaving the bank, and this lady, probably in her late 60s, I hold open the door. I walk out. I see her, hold the door open, let her in. She makes eye contact with me. She even smiled, walks right in, doesn't say thank you. Yeah, see, see, you lost me right there. I was with you the whole time. You know, I was with you with the whole, you know, uh -huh. holding the door open, and, you know, and people just walk right in. Pero this lady is like basically your mom's age. Yes. Right? And yeah, woman, you're a man. You got to be a gentleman. You did the right thing, bro. That that should be your reward. Why would you then make her have to say thank you? That's your mom, bro. Because if I would have held the door open for my mom, which I do, she would have said thank you. Okay. And if she didn't say thank you, you'd be okay with it. Because that's your mom, bro. That's I the least you can do is hold the door open. Yes, but she would have said thank you. No, stop being so selfish. How could you do that? They, they deserve to go right in. You were doing exactly what you were supposed to do. I agree 100%, but it doesn't mean they don't say thank you. They're being rude by not saying thank you. No, so That means not. they weren't taught to be nice okay. and say thank you when something is done to, for them. If I hold open the door for you, won't you say thank you? If you held the door open for me, I'd walk right by you and just kind of nod. Like, yeah, that's right. And then I'd walk right in. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. And matter of fact, matter of fact, keep it open. I'll be right out. That's exactly what I would have done. You know, but I, I understand, though, because one of my pet peeves is if we're both walking like towards the door, mm -hmm. but you're slightly ahead of me, you know I'm behind you. Right. And you open the door and you just go in. 
you don't like hold it open so and that I, I like can... let it close behind me. Right. <laughs> when you know I'm right behind you. You know right. what I mean? So I, I get upset, but I, I'm too um I'm too proud to be like, wait, can you hold the door? Because I always feel like you should know to hold the door. Right. So I think I make it harder on myself by not saying the obvious, can you hold the door? So then I, I'll try to speed up so that the door like closes on me and it causes like a, a noise. A big commotion. Right. So the person like freaks out like, oh, what did I just cause? Right. And then I'm like, I start limping and like, I'm causing this huge production just so that the person can feel bad. Right. So then the person will be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't see you. Right. And then I feel like the jerk. I feel bad. And then I'm like, oh, it's okay. It's I'll be okay. It's just it's probably going to swell. But now I'm acting. I'm faking an injury because I just couldn't say, can you hold the door? And also you were fishing for the I'm sorry, because by running into the door, you're fishing for them to be like, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Right. That's what I wanted. But that's what I'm saying. But ah, all I wanted was a thank you. Yeah, but I know. But all I should have done was said, can you hold the door? And I would have avoided the whole mess. Right. And all I should have done was close the door and I would have avoided the whole mess, too. I, next time I'm not holding the door open for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I recently dropped my son off at uh, acting camp and he was in a hurry to go in because he wanted to get there early. And as soon as he got to the door, he could see a lady also coming in. Bro, can you believe that my son opened the door, waited for her to go in, and then followed behind her. See that? Did she say thank you? No. Ugh. But that's a beautiful thing that just happened. It, I would have done the same thing, but say thank you. I, I held the door open for you in the Florida heat. I know, but I wanted to teach my son that he did the right thing. I, was, I wasn't going to be like, hey, listen, you did the right thing, but but she ruined it by not saying thank you. So therefore, it was doesn't qualify as the right thing. No, you <laughs> said you did the right thing. Don't listen to Uncle Jose. Toma! You're listening to The Ellie Castro Show, El Podcast, premium entertainment for free. So while we're on the subject of pet peeves, okay, uh-huh. I went to the gym recently, and I don't want to say what gym I belong to, okay, because I don't want to give them, you know, free publicity, but it rhymes with Flannet Pitness. I'm not giving it away, right? Not at all. Okay, so I was in Flannet Pitness, and they have signs all over the place, right, um, that, you know, no cell phone conversations, which I think is pretty obvious because you, you don't got to tell me I'm not there to talk on my phone. I'm there to work out. And get out, right. right? Okay. So I go to this area where they where you can work on your abs, right? And there's this lady on one of the bouncy balls. And she's just sitting, like, slightly bouncing and rocking back and forth in front of the mirror, talking on the phone. Oh. Like, loudly. Like, passionately. Like, it's a heated conversation. Now, did you have your headphones on? Yes. I could hear her through the headphones. Wow. Like I, I'm, I'm trying to raise now. I'm trying to go deaf, basically right. listening to my music, but I can still hear her like arguing. So what do you do? Uh, you look at her and stare at her. No, I did that. I tried that, but she's so into the conversation. She's not looking at anybody else. Well, then you'd have like two options. The way I see it, one, you confront her and tell her, point at the sign, be like, get off your phone. See, but that's the thing. I can't be that person. You know what I mean? I almost want to be like, ah. Uh, can't you just know not to be on the phone? And then option two, go to the front desk and tell one of them, can you get her off the phone? Because it's you have it on signs. Right. Do your job. But but I don't want to be that guy that, that runs to tell the teacher. You know what I'm saying? Right. I just don't want it to happen. Right. So I, I try to I try to, I don't know, throw hints. So I, I I'm not proud of this, by the way. So what I do is if they don't get off the phone, uh, I start making pretend that I'm on the phone. I, yeah, I'm not proud, right? So I start having a loud, heated conversation with myself 
so that they feel like I'm interrupting their conversation. Right. Like I'd be like, oh, yeah. okay. so, yeah. What time you want me to pick you up? No, well, I can't make that time. Now, how crazy do I sound right now? And And the thing is. It never works because they don't hear me because they're on the phone legitimately. Right. Or they'll just get louder. So now I'm like having to move and having to go to another spot in the gym. But it's it's maddening because they don't realize, right, that nobody there is on the phone except them. So you just suffer. Right. I'm already suffering while I'm at the gym. (laughs) And now you're suffering because the person next to you is on the phone interrupting with your gym. So then it gets to the point where you're just like, you know what? Me voy para la casa. Yeah, me voy. Me voy. Yeah. If I'm going to be this upset, let me just go home and be upset that I didn't work out completely. And I can blame her. You know what happened uh, this morning, actually, when I went to the gym? I was at the treadmill, right? And uh, I usually do about 20 minutes or so. Two minutes into it, I'm like, oh, God, I'm so tired. You know, I'm just bored, right? Right. And these ladies were coming down from behind me. She must have not seen the step. And she falls like face first. And she falls like right next to me, right? Wow. I was never so happy to get off the treadmill. You know what I mean? <laughs> to help. Like I was like, oh my God, somebody's in need. Like, Excuse me, treadmill. I can't, I got to stop. You know what I mean? So I get off and I'm like, hey lady, you okay? And she's like, no, not really. I'm like, it's okay. I'm here to help. You know what I mean? I, I'm not doing nothing. But there was nobody else like coming over. Like they were so caught up in their workout, they didn't they didn't stop to just to, to help this lady. She was sprawled out on the floor, bro. Well, you were already helping her. How many people do you want to come over and help? I mean, I, I don't know, but if I was me and I saw somebody already helping, I'd be like, okay, maybe you need another help, another assistant, because gotcha. you know what? I'm not there. To, I'm not excited to work out. Listen, there's people going around cleaning the equipment, and I'm like, you need help? I'll <laughs> I'll do that. You know what I mean? Anything to like not work out. Now I got a question. When you jumped off the treadmill to help her, did you stop the treadmill or let it run so time would pass? No, no, no. I, of course I let it run. I'm <laughs> That's not, what I do too. I'm not, I'm not gonna stop. I'm yeah. just gonna hey treadmill, you just keep going. Yep. As if I'm I'm on here. Yep. Uh, I'm just gonna go see if this lady needs assistance. And she was trying to get up and I'm like, hey, listen, hey, don't rush it. You know what I mean? Yep. You might you might be injured. You know, let's let me just sit here with you. My girlfriend's a doctor. Let's call her. You know right. what I mean? But she's like, No, no, I'm fine. I'm so sorry to bother you. You know, you can go back to work. Out. I was like, no, I really don't. I really don't want to. I want to make sure you're okay. And by the way, the treadmill's working out already for me, so we're good. Yeah, the, tre- the treadmill's got me at a half a mile already. Yeah. Good job, treadmill. I'm good to go. Great job, treadmill. Keep going. Keep- <laughs> and matter of fact, let me kick up that speed a little bit. Yeah, that's the way I would have done it, because then when I hop back on the treadmill, I'm like, ah, a mile. Whew. That was rough. So we have fan mail, which we always love fan mail. If you ever want to send us fan mail, please feel free to email me at Ellie at Ellie Castro or leave me a message uh, in Facebook under Ellie Castro comedy. We got one from Isaac, a.k.a. Vicente. <laughs> What's he saying? He wants to know how growing up in Dominican Republic, the island was. OK, so go for it. First of all, uh, Vicente. It was hot. Yes. And second of all, it was poor. Yes. I'm on a, I'm on a roll. <laughs> and third of all, Dominican Republic is not an island. It's a peninsula. Oh, now you're getting really technical. Because <laughs> you, you share it with uh, Haiti. Uh, Haiti. And together it's La Española. Have you been to the border of the Dominican Republic and Haiti? Yes. My dad had a farm, uh, I want to say, a mile away from the border. Is it like a fence? Uh, no. Uh, and actually, if you see it from a satellite picture, you can see how green Dominican Republic is and then how dark and unfruitful, I guess the word would be or something. Unfruitful. Yeah. Okay. Haiti is. 
like their land is just like it you know a lot that's the reason a lot of them came to farm to the Dominican Republic está, está bien, but, but I'm talking about the demarcation I'm talking about the line is it like a, where a tree ends nope. and then dirt starts just, just it, land mountains and land that's it so there's nothing to you could just walk right into Haiti well I mean there's there's a, a what do you call it a border but there's no wall like you know we're trying to build in our country to separate Mexico and us right so there's just nothing there's just a un caminito they just walk right into Haiti un caminito there, and then there's obviously police there that check you coming into the to the Dominican Republic and going over there right but I'm saying to go to Haiti you just go walk right in you just walk right in you're like welcome to Haiti welcome why are you here <laughs> exactly yeah So growing up there, like I remember the most vivid memory I remember of our house was that in our house, which was pretty big, we had about five acres. We had every fruit tree you can imagine. So you never uh, had to go shopping for guava. Fruit. Yep. Two trees. Lemon. One tree. Orange. Uh, de naranja agria y naranja dulce. One of each. Watermelon. No, that's oh. not a tree, by the way. Apple. No, no apple tree. Oh, in interesting. Republic. Want me to keep going, though? Mango regular, mango Filipino. Then I think you guys call them quenepas. We call them limoncillos. We had a huge tree of limoncillos. Uh, we had coconut trees. We had banana trees. We had a grapefruit tree, toronja. So suffice it to say, you ate a lot of fruit growing up. A lot. I didn't even have to sneak it. It was in the backyard. You just go into the backyard and be like, okay. I want a mango for a snack. So basically, you got big off of those fruits you yes. ate growing up in the Dominican Republic. That is the reason I gained weight, is the food was right outside our house. <laughs> there was there was just no end. If I walked through the front yard entrance, we had fruit. If I walked to the backyard entrance, we had fruit. So you went into your house, you're like, Mom, is dinner ready? No, todavía no. And you'd be like, all pa right. patio. <laughs> Get a snack. I'm eat some mangoes. You know how some people in their backyard have a pool? Well, we, we had an above-ground pool, but most people's above-ground pool, they buy it and then they build it, you know, like at Walmart or something. Right. Not my grandfather. He built it out of block. We had a cement above-ground pool. Wow. So instead of going <laughs> in-ground, with, he went above-ground with our pool. So how would you get in? You had to jump it. He went through all this trouble of creating an above-ground pool with cement blocks, and he couldn't just take a couple of cement blocks and, and put stairs together? That would have been brilliant. Nope, not my grandfather. He's probably like, you know what? Yo estoy tan cansado. <laughs> ya tienen la piscina, eh, figure it out, okay? Exactly. And if you can't, you know, if you can't reach, pues te tiramos. We'll just throw you in. Exactly. And that was the beginning of me discovering the watermelon dive. It was by my grandfather throwing me in the pool. And that was el podcast, the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Jose Rodriguez. For more information on my shows, you can go to EllieCastro.com or you can follow me on social media under Ellie Castro Comedy. And you can find me on social media under at Jose A-Rod. Remember, mi gente, life is so much better when you're laughing. Hasta la próxima. Palante. Palante.